0: Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Priya Rao, and here with me today is B Dixon, the co-founder and CEO of The Honey Pot. Welcome, Bea. So Happy to be here. B. before we kind of get into what's going on now, I would love to hear a little bit about, and I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about who you are and kind of how you came up with this idea. You know, I think the idea of organic sexual wellness and feminine products and better for you products when you were doing it the fair, at the beginning was very, very novel.
1: Yes, <laughs> it definitely was. Um, I'm really grateful to be here, Priya. So thank you. And I'm so grateful to be one of your first humans that you're talking to. Um, And, you know, so I'm Beatrice Dixon, co-founder, CEO, also uh, chief innovation officer at Honeypot. Um, you know, the Honeypot company is a vagina wellness brand um, but it's also a, a body wellness brand, right? Being that it's all one body, right? And, um, you know, and the way that I got into the feminine care business was I had bacterial vaginosis for almost a year. Um, quite literally every single thing that I tried, nothing worked. I went to the doctor. I took medicine. I, um, you know, I... <laughs> I lived on Google. I put all kinds of things in my vagina trying to get trying to smell good and also trying to um, trying to feel better. Right. And trying to have. You know, trying not to feel so self-conscious all the time, Um, you know, it created a lot of trauma for me, but, um, you know, but one morning my grandmother. Who, who passed away when my mother was a child? So, I, you know, I've never even met my grandmother in this life, but my grandmother came to me in a dream and we were just sitting down at a table talking. Everything in the room was white. It was really crazy. And um, and in the dream, she told me that she had been walking with me and, and seeing me experience, you know, this infection kind of over and over again. Every single month after my period, I would get bv And, you know, and she said that she knew how to fix it. And she had a piece of paper and it had a list of ingredients on it. And so she told me in the dream to make sure that I she wanted me to basically memorize what was on that paper in the dream. I'm trying to talk to her because I've never met her before, you know, (laughs) and she's like, girl, that's not why I'm here. Look at the paper. Like, I'm not going to be here long, you know. And so I just kept reading the ingredients over and over and over again. It felt like I repeated them hundreds of times. And in the dream, she told me to wake up. And when I woke up, I literally woke up saying the ingredients. Literally. I, I, was, I woke up saying, like, water, coconut oil, apple cider vinegar, lavender, rose. Like, I, I woke up saying it. And I kept a pen and paper by my bed then. And I wrote down the ingredients. And, you know, after I, like realize what happened. I went in the room, told my mom about it, told me what this person looked like, told her what this person looked like, you know, because I didn't necessarily even realize necessarily that it was my grandmother at the time. You know what I mean? Because I had never met her. She looked, I look, me and my mother looked just like my grandmother. So the person I was looking like looking at looked like me. So I made that assumption, you know, but which isn't something that I necessarily share all the time. But um, you know, and then I worked at Whole Foods at the time, in Whole Body. So I went to work, and I pulled together all the ingredients because everything was like plant derived, not necessarily organic, but plant derived. And um, and I went home, and I made myself a formula, which is what is now our our um, Volvo washes. And literally, Priya, I started using it, and literally, like within four to five days, I noticed it could have happened instantly. I'm not sure. But within four to five days, I noticed that what I was dealing with went away because I had bacterial vaginosis at that time.
0: This might sound like a silly question, but for our listeners, can you explain what that condition is? Yeah.
1: So it's a vaginal infection. um, And essentially the reason why you get bacterial vaginosis is because you have a pH imbalance Um, it causes a, um, so many people deal with it, but it's, you know, it can be a chronic thing. It causes discharge. It has a really, a a smelly odor. Um, you know, everybody's different for some people. They don't have an odor and they just have a discharge. Some people feel like they're fine. Go to the doctor, get their, get, you know, get their pap. And then they're like, oh, you've got BV. Right. And you didn't even know. So it shows up in all kinds of different ways for different people based on what's going on with their body. My particular one that I had was, or not my particular one, I don't want to call that in, the particular one that I had, be, be responsible with my words, um, I had all of it. I grew. I had the odor, I had, this, I had the extra discharge on top of discharge, it was crazy.
0: So let me recap a little bit, B. So you you had this condition, you had this dream, which is obviously very powerful. You were working at Whole Foods at the time. You made this kind of homemade wash, if you will, mm-hmm. and it worked, right? Mm-hmm. So you f- felt this immense um, sense of relief, but that was for you personally. When did you think that, okay, I'm this could be something more?
1: When I was sitting on the toilet, smelling myself, realizing that this had worked four to five days later, I said, I'm going to do this. I want to make this into a business, you know, like, because I felt like it, it could work for me, right?
0: I love this story because obviously it's, you hear a lot of founder stories and they seem formulaic, right? They're not talking about, say, someone went to business school or they had an aha moment here or there. This is very personal. Very personal. And, you know, I want to say, you know, be besides just being bold and being so open about the subject, you know. I imagine when you were coming up with this idea and saying that this is what I do now, you know, this is what I'm passionate about, like what were you thinking in your head about like who would sell this? Where would this be sold? What would what would the idea how would this idea come to life? Because, you know, I don't think anyone on the show was talking about or period in beauty or wellness were talking about vaginal wellness, you know, twelve years ago. Or or maybe they were, but they were behind it was behind closed doors.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, look, at the time, what you have to realize is this is the time of, like, Whole Foods heyday, right? Like, this is when, like, Whole Foods was, like, Whole Foods, you know? Not, And that's not to say that it's not now, but it, there was just a tenderness to it then, you know? And when you worked for Whole Foods, they treated you so well, right? I mean, you got a deeper discount based on what you're... What your, what was going on with your health and how good you were taking care of yourself. And they sent you on health immersions. And and I have a reason for telling you all this. So, you know, I worked in whole body. I worked as a buyer and, um, not, not at the regional level or anything. I literally was just buying on the, on the, on the store floor. Right. I did a little buying. I did a little merchandising. Obviously my main job was to be a salesperson. Um, you know, and so, Quite naturally, because I was so engulfed in the Whole Foods world, my only vision of where I wanted this product to be sold was Whole Foods at the time, you know? And then, and then, you know, within a few months later, we were able to get the products in, you know, after getting things launched and we went to, not a few months later, but a few, a few years later, um, because it took us like a year and a half to get it off the off the ground. And then, and, and when I say off the ground, not even like selling it, but making sure that the formula was right, because I had to, you know, I, I mean, I, I, we didn't have money to go to a chemist and, you know, and we didn't have money to go do a clinical trial or anything like that. You were doing this we yourself. We it, yeah. Like I, I would make honey pot in my kitchen, you know, and then my brother had an office you know, once we had like started selling product after we went to the Bronner Brothers Hair Show, which is where we launched, um, you know, (laughs) like literally I was making it in my kitchen and I was like, this can't be my life. Like I can't cook in my kitchen. Like I need to make this somewhere else, you know? And so then it went from in my kitchen to my brother's office because he, at that time, he was a, he's my co-founder, but at that time, he had uh, an accounting business, you know, and so he didn't use his kitchen because he didn't need to. He just was in his office. And so then, you know, then it transformed to be over there. And then at some point it transitioned back to my house. And then, you know, and it so it was it was literally like ground zero, you know, for everything. And, um, you know, and so at that time I wasn't then I wasn't thinking about Target and Walmart and all those things. I wasn't thinking about that. I just wanted the product to be sold in Whole Foods because to me, Whole Foods were the was the pinnacle of clean of clean skincare, clean food, clean everything. You know, and so after after we went to the Bronner Brothers hair show, maybe like six months later, we got it into Whole Foods.
0: So you didn't use your own personal connections did. like to meet with a Okay, you I did. did. Okay, but you still went to the hair show. You still went to, you still had to go through the rounds. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like you had like a an in, would you say? No, I,
1: I definitely didn't have an in. Like, literally, we had to fight for that. You know, I mean, I, I think when we first got started on the show, Whole Foods made, we didn't make, it was almost like we paid Whole Foods.
0: How would you describe, I mean, I would imagine Whole Foods would get it, right? You worked there, you knew that they had this, you know, super high standard about health and wellness and beauty. But what was the reaction? Do you remember when people were, when you were explaining this concept about vaginal wellness and and, vul- and saying the word vulva right. to buyers, what were they saying?
1: Well, most of the humans that worked in the regional office were men. And, you know, and in and, and their mind at that time, um, their thing was, is there's probably a reason why this isn't on the shelf, right? And I was like, well, the reason is is because it just hasn't been done yet, right? Like it, like it, like it's been done, but you know, there were other brands that were popping up slightly, you know, I can't remember the name of the brand, but I remember it had a black packaging and it was like $15 or something like that. It was expensive. And, you know, and then I remember there was healthy hoo-hoo. And so there was only a few brands that were doing this, but Healthy Hoo hoo was only in a, in certain regions, right? And so it, it wasn't in our region. And so their thought process was, well, there's probably a reason why it's not in our region and there's probably reasons for it. And I was like, look, look, let me just put the product on the shelf for nothing. And then we'll see what happens. We'll just see if it goes. And, and you know, and so... I, you know, after a few times of meeting, you know, I, I was able to get them to do that. He was like, OK, cool. And then he named his price, which wasn't a price that made sense for us at all. Literally, we made zero money. Like I told you, if anything, we we paid them. Like, if anything, like we paid them to be on the shelf every time. But but I knew that. I knew that that was the only way that it was going to be able to happen. Right. And I knew that if I could just prove that it could sell, right, then then I could go back and I could re- I could kind of restructure that deal and get and get the right SRP and all the things. And that's what happened, you know.
0: What was the reaction once, you know, it was on the shelf? Tell me what happened at Whole Foods, because I feel like I know probably from the inside, it doesn't feel like this, but from the outside. I mean, I felt like one day you were in Whole Foods, then you were in like a zillion Target doors, Walmart doors, you were everywhere. And I mean, it was very surprising to see, like, I was really surprised that so many of these family friendly, friendly, you know, retailers like a Walmart or a Target were being so bold in this category when, you know, they had never been there, like that before.
1: Well, Target was the, was kind of the, you know, they're typically the ones that are willing to take the risk. You know that certain retailers just don't want to don't want to be the first one to do it, you know, and th- and that's OK. You know, they, they just need to see they need to see it first and then they'll and then they need to see what it does first and then they'll be willing to do it. But I mean, honestly, from 2014 to 2017, you know, because in between this time, the other thing you have to understand is I'm still working a full-time job. Simon's still working a full-time job. Linda's still working a full-time job. None of us are making any money from Honeypot, right? We're literally doing this for nothing. And, um, you know, and then Antoinette, who's still with the company to this day, she she was like our full-time employee who did like bottling, she made wash. She, she was like our everything. Um, and so... But the full-time job that I had, I was a food broker. And so I represented brands. So I went from working at Whole Foods to being a broker to where Whole Foods now became my customer. So now I instead of you being my customer coming in to shop at Whole Foods, now I serve brands and I and I work to get those brands into stores like Whole Foods, co-ops, natural markets, and things like that. And so what I would do is, I would set up my appointments because I had to do three stores a day. Shout out to Melanie at Wildfire. And what I would do is, is I would walk into the store, I would do my pitch, I would do all my things and then I would walk out of the store, walk back into the store and then talk to them about Honeypot. Because I didn't want it, to, it, it, I knew that everything that I was doing was still a conflict of interest, but I knew that I had to just go for it. And so, you know, so Honeypot was sold not only in, A few Whole Foods in in Atlanta and in the Southeast, but also we were sold in like some co-ops some natural markets all along the Southeast. And they would just buy directly from us. So that was what it was between 2014 and 2017. In 2017 is when we got into Target.
0: How did that really change the acceleration of the business? Because, you know, I've heard, you know, obviously Target's an amazing retailer. I've heard amazing stories about brands going in there. But it's also like a totally different ballgame, okay. you know, like selling to a few Whole Foods, and which is also very challenging, and a few natural markets, and then going into like 10,000 targets (laughs) is, you know, I mean, you can't be making that stuff in your kitchen anymore
1: by yourself. No, 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 no. Well, the thing is, is I had already energetically felt like maybe like a year before we even started talking to Target. I had felt, so I'll back up just a tad. So maybe like 2015, 2016, I realized And we realized as a team that we can't just sell washes because it takes six to eight weeks, depending on how somebody uses a wash, right? It takes them that long to consume a bottle of wash, which means, and we're in a consumer packaged goods business, right? So we realized very quickly that that couldn't be the only thing that we sold. Around this time, period, store was popping up. Um, you know, Lola Lola was was coming up, Cora was coming up. And, you know, and I was just kind of looking at the landscape of everything. And this is when I personally had the realization that we need to figure out what humans would buy from us. And I really loved the period store model because it made it easy to buy your period products because people still felt uncomfortable going to the store and buying their things. And that was one of the things that I knew that I wanted Honey Pop to address. This is when I was learning all this stuff. Because I'm like, why would you be, this is normal. Like, it's not like you can tell your body not to bleed. Like, it's the bullshit, whatever, you know. And so, and so, so I so I was like, okay, so we brought in some, pa- we brought in a pad company. We just wholesaled from other companies. We brought in pads. We brought in wipes. We brought in supplements we brought in like um, pregnancy products we just brought in all kinds of stuff right and it was crazy Priya because the business went from making like thirty thousand dollars to making like a quarter of a million dollars in just a year which is what told us is that that we had something right and so so I had started talking to white manufacturers And I started talking to the pad manufacturer or the company that we were buying our pads from to say, hey, I know that this isn't, you know, the easiest conversation to have with the pad manufacturer because I'm buying your pads and selling them on my website. But I'd really like Honeypot to be able to have their own line of pads, you know, and then I I had already started talking to the white manufacturer about creating our own line of wipes. I didn't know what I was going to do with this information. Right. Like I had no clue <laughs> of what was going to happen because we didn't have we were like rubbing wooden nickels together. You know, every ounce of money we made, we put right back into the business, you know. And so. um, So, yeah, like so then comes 2016. I can't remember which month it is. We get an email from Monique Benoit, who was the, who, who was who's not there anymore. But she was the new target. She was the new feminine hygiene buyer at Target. And she went to get her hair done and she was talking to her hairstylist who had met us at a hair show because that's where we would, we would go and put our booths up at hair. We would go put a table up at hair shows and that's how we reached so many people. We did that all the time. We went to festivals, hair shows, any place that we could be, you know, women's conferences, any place that we could be for a weekend and be around thousands of people. That's how we, that's how we got our name out. And so she found out about our brand through her hairstylist and her hairstylist was like, yeah, Yo, you should look at Honeypot. Like they're doing really dope things. She reached out to us at our support email, which was crazy. And then, um, you know, and I had already been, I'm so grateful because everything that I've ever done has prepared me for this moment. I had already been a broker. So I knew how to talk to a buyer, you know, I knew how to put together some sort of a presentation, maybe not the, the level of presentations that we're putting up now, but I knew how to at least throw some stuff together and I knew how to present to her. And so we had like a 15 minute meeting. I I pitched her and she told us, you know, she told me that, that, um, you know, what she was going to ask is going to be impossible of us. Like she's like, it's impossible almost not to say that she wasn't saying it to say that we couldn't do it, but she was just saying it to say, to, to to let me know that it was going to be hard because she knew what we were doing. She knew that we would, even though I didn't present like we were rubber wood nickels together, she still knew that we were, you know what I'm saying? And I told her, I don't care. I'm, I'm here for impossible. Impossible is what I do, you know? And, and, and I talked to her about how we got into Whole Foods and how we grew it and, you know, how, how we went from like 30 to a quarter of a million and all this stuff. And, you know, and then she invited us to go sit down and meet in Minneapolis. And then we pitched her there with a proper pitch. And We took who we took our branding agency. We did we did like a little lookbook because this is what we had old branding at this point. I found a prototyping company which costed us a fortune or what felt like a fortune to prototype us some pads and to prototype us a new label on our wash and to prototype us um, some wipes. And so when we went to meet with her, I showed her a brand, you know, and she saw that she knew what it took to make that happen because she's dealing with the big guys all the time. Right. And, um, you know, and I think I'm really very, 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 very grateful for Monique. And I love her so much because she took a chance on us and she didn't have to, you know,
0: talk to me a little bit. I mean, Again, you keep saying that you were rubbing wooden nickels together, in those first couple of years, you were doing so many, wearing so many different hats. What was the feeling back then? You know, when you were like, "Okay, here I am. I've arrived in these big retailer doors, but I'm also going up against like always, or you know, these brands that have been manufactured for
1: decades by huge conglomerates."
0: But yeah, I mean,
1: I think I think for the time, we were very bold. You know, for the time, you know, I remember when we would me and I would go pitch to investors like the word vagina was said a million times. Right. But I would always try to break the ice by saying, look, we all came from a vagina. You guys like it's there's nothing weird about this shit. Like everybody just calm down. We got this right. We serve half of the planet, you know, Um, and, you know, my 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 thing was always that I wanted to demystify this word. I wanted to take the sting off of it. I wanted to take the taboo away from it. I wanted people to not feel shame for if they had an odor or an itch or an infection or an STD or anything because these are menstrual condition because these are normal things that humanity just deals with. And it doesn't make it any better when it's filled with trauma and all the things. And so I think I've always had that Um, that undertone, because that is what sits at the foundation of what we do. But it, but it was an interesting time. And if if I had to tell you what it felt like and sometimes what it still feels like, if I'm completely honest, Priya. How does it still feel like? It doesn't feel like it as much then because it just feels like it in a different way, but it feels like you're walking up the steepest hill.
0: You still feel that way.
1: Sometimes. Yeah, I do.
0: That's an interesting transition for me, B, because, you know, I know you've been in the news a lot recently and, you know, I know personally your story about how much you care about ingredient safety. And, you know, you just, you said it to our audience about the dream and what, what Whole Foods meant to you back then and what the ingredients at the very beginning of um, the first wash was like. So tell me a little bit about first, like what, why you wanted like plant-based you know, organic, natural products for this area and for these type of products, and then what's been happening in the news lately? Because I would love
1: to hear it from yeah from your perspective. Well, we are organic, right? We are, and all of my products for you. I want to I tell not everything that we make is certified organic, plant derived herbs, um, chemicals, but non toxic ones because everything is a chemical. Water is a chemical. I'm a chemical. You're a chemical, right? Um, But I think that um, the reason, my why is because my grandmother gave me natural ingredients because bodies understand that. We are earthlings. Plants are earthlings. Herbs are earthlings. Water is an earthling. Like (laughs) All of these things are earthlings. Right. And so it's very important that when we take care of our body, what we eat, what we put on our skin, how we wash our body, how we wash our bolas, how we take care of our vaginas, how we wash our backside, how we wash our hair, how we wash everything you put on your body goes inside your body because 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 our skin is porous. It's an organ. Right. And so for me. It has never been a question of if the product line will be natural or not. You know, I hope that answers your question. But
0: so what happened recently? Because it seems like and I understand to a certain degree that, you know, social media is is ripe for misinformation and, you know, these kind of conversations but it seems like it was, I got back from maternity leave and it was like a match had been lit. And all of a sudden, you, your brand, which had been known as being organic and certified organic and, and
1: mostly certified organic, I guess is the right word. Well, yeah, well, um, well this is specifically about our washes. So our, our washes have one certified organic ingredient in it, which is apple cider vinegar, right? That still is, That still reigns supreme to this day right The way that inky rules are set up and inky is the system of how you need to put your ingredients on a label, you have to it, look when you're smaller, you can you can you can just do your own thing, right? Because nobody, I don't want to say people aren't checking for you, but the but the people that the powers that be aren't necessarily checking for you. But when you start to grow, you have to follow the guidelines and the rules, right? And you mean smaller as a brand. Smaller brand. as a brand. When your brand is smaller, and I can say it because when our brand was smaller, we we did things different. We may have just said like lavender essential oil or something like that. But when you're talking about the inky guidelines, you can't just say lavender essential oil. You have to, you have to call it the type of the the um the type of lavender that you've used. And there's so many different types of lavenders. There's, 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 um, there's, you know, there's so many, there's just so many different types of plants. So you have to be specific to the type of plants you use. You have to use the Latin name, right? And and um, you know, and you and you and and you just have to list it that way. We used to be able to say purified water on our packaging, but you can't. Inky guidelines, you can't say that. You say water, right? And, and in Inky guidelines, of course, it's purified water, <laughs> right? And so, you know, so I think what happened is we had we we had been out of stock for a few months because of some some issues that we were having with supply chain. And, you know, and we're, that's no different than anybody else, right? There's nothing that makes Honeypot special about that. We had planned on reformulation anyway, but we didn't plan on being out of stock, right? And we planned on transitioning in this new formula with like, you know, with a whole like campaign, with a whole like, we had a whole thing set up. But we really, we had the opportunity to launch this, this formulation sooner. But the problem was, is that we were also launching all of our new innovation at the same time. And because we didn't plan for the new the new wash formula to be up at that time, we had to we had, you know, in our mind, we were just kind of prioritizing new innovation. Because when you put a product on the shelf that's new in a retailer, you have to really get it off the ground. Because you only got a little bit of time before you're before the people in the store are like, "Yo, this isn't moving." So what are we gonna do, right? And so we we brought this new formula to the to the to the to the front line. We said, "You know what? Forget about it. Let's just launch it now, so we can be back in stock, so we can serve our customers." We did not necessarily um, make a big as big of a deal. Or, or let our customers know, which is something that where we dropped the ball, which we are in complete alignment with. We didn't we didn't necessarily communicate to the customers that we were doing that. and we didn't communicate the changes. And you know, and also because we're going through a massive clinical trial, right? Um, as we're going through these trials, you know, there's different phases to a trial. You know, we wanted to just strip down our labels, just to simplify them. Um, you know, and until we kind of got through some things, we we learned. You know, we learned through re- through certain regulations that came to our attention that you know we have to be careful careful about saying zero parabens, zero dioxides, right? You you, there's just certain things you said you can't say, right? And that and and Priya, let me say this: that doesn't mean that other brands aren't saying it, right? but we we felt that we needed to be conservative and we felt like we wanted to <laughs> right we we were gynecologists tested we're dermatologists tested we're all these things and you know and and as and as we're kind of finalizing some other things we just wanted to kind of strip down our labels make them simple so we rebranded those and people took notice to that because Honey Pie is a beloved brand.
0: What actually changed from a formulation standpoint, B? Can you say it simply for yes. the listeners who may not be following what's going
1: on on social yes. media? We changed our preservative system. So our preservative system is now um, phenoxyethanol. We we have to use emulsifiers because our, our, our washes are made with water and oil. Um, we... Uh, you know, one of the, one of the ingredients has propylene glycol within like a, sometimes when you, when you make your products, sometimes you might buy, sometimes an ingredient may come together. So it may be like, um, it may be like, I'm just going to use simple. It could be like you have a sunflower oil and that sunflower oil might be mixed with an essential oil or something like that. And then and then wherever you buy that, that ingredient from, they may put something in it like a propylene glycol to kind of preserve it so it, it pulls it together, right? Or, or for whatever reason. And so our new formulation has less than 1% of propylene glycol and less than 1% of phenoxyethanol. Phenoxyethanol is actually the golden standard um, for uh, as a preservative system. For plant-derived, naturally-derived um, formulations, and that's the thing that changed. But these are, but the, but these are popular ingredients that don't have good energy and good press behind them, obviously. Um, and so that that's that's where we are.
0: I mean, it seems like you know it was it was a misstep in the sense that you're you're owning up to the fact that you wanted you could have communicated this differently, but it wasn't it wasn't from malintent. No, absolutely. and it wasn't from a malicious point of view. Absolutely. Not. So what? What has the customer reaction been, and what is and what has the reaction been like after you've come out and spoken about this? It
1: continues to be, you know, in the beginning it was not very positive, but we've we've put a lot of work into helping people to understand. You know, working through. You know, we we brought on um, Sulu Labs, which is a, a really dope chemist company. Um, we we so we, we're bringing in chemists to talk about um the formulation and to help people understand you know she actually tested the ph balance right there in the video she did a takeover um you know we're working to do an education j- just to provide education on these ingredients um you know we we admitted to the fact that we could have communicated better um you know and so now the energy continues to now it's kind of transition where the energy feels mostly positive, right? Um, but you're always still going to have outliers who feel some kind of way, and and it's their right to feel some kind of way, right? Like it, it's it's their right to be upset. It's their right to not necessarily agree. It's their right to to be in the place that they're in, um, you know. And 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 it's been, if I'm honest with you, Priya, you know, if I can be honest, it's been a it's been a hard month, you know.
0: I mean, obviously, this has affected you personally, and obviously, this has affected some customers—not all customers. But has it reflect Has it affected you know retail relationships, investors, or people concerned? Do you feel like you you're losing control in that regard as well?
1: No, I don't. You know, I do want to say that that <laughs> I don't really have a lot of control in that regard, right? Um, but I think I think one thing that our retailers know is that we as a company and I as the as you know the face of the company. And you know, I I go with our Kelly, our chief sales officer, and, and Laura, our CMO. Us three are in every single retail meeting, right? Um, and we show up and we're there and we're committed and we're honest and we we're transparent and you know, and um, and so our retail partners and our investment partners understand this, but quite naturally they would understand it because they're in this business and this is just what happens in this business, right? Things change. Nothing in life is constant. There's only a few things that, that, that are going to happen. We're going to live. We're going to die. Things are going to change, right? And we're going to pay taxes, right? Like <laughs> you know and and um, you know, and and look, my investors our retail partners understand a good preservative system they they understand um things change, they understand the the complex the complexity of social media and they understand all these things and so you know they they have been, so supportive and so great, um, you know, and, and to our customers, the beautiful thing is they may not necessarily understand the business of consumer packaged goods, but it's not their job to understand that. It's our job to deliver them a product that works, that they can feel comfortable with, and to communicate when things change and to you know, and 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 to do that—that's what our job is to our customers. Our customers don't have to understand what happens in business. That's not why they come to you and buy the product. That's your problem as the as the brand, right? And so, you know, so so no, nothing has happened with our customer. Excuse me, nothing has happened with our customers as far as our business customers. I think that um, even though. We have so much support with our brand. And, um, you know, I do think that, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I stole something from a store, right? And my mom, oh, I told the guy, the police officer, I said, please don't call my mother, please. And he called her and my mom whooped my ass that day. Every single time she looked at me, she whooped my ass when we went back in the office, She whooped my ass as we walked out through the store and the cop told her, ma'am, and she told him, this is my child and I can do what I want. Right. And I have a point. And when we got home, even though she whooped my ass and that hurt me. The thing that hurt me the most is that my mother told me that she didn't trust me. And that I needed to earn back her trust. Right. And Priya, someday, you hopefully you don't have to say this to your to your beautiful baby that you just had, but these things happen, right? And um, you know, and I just want our customers to know that I am so devoted to them that I would never, I would never put anything out in the world that would poison or hurt anybody. I, I just I couldn't live with myself. I use these products. My niece uses, my nieces use these products, my family, my mother, my, you know, and not, and even bigger than that, humanity uses these products. I just could never do that, you know? Um, but I, but I do understand that when things like this happen, you have to earn that, the trust. And we're willing to do that. And so I, I think B2B No, there there hasn't been no diminishment in our trust because they understand this because it is their business to to our customers. I think that we have so many people that are devoted and love us and trust us. But to the people who did and felt like they were slided, we just have to earn back their trust, and I'm okay with that.
0: I know this is very difficult. As a person, be uh, as a founder, as someone who cares so deeply about their brand and their customers. And I'm just wondering you know, people talk about virality all the time, right? You know, it can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing, you know. And I'm wondering, you know, how long do you think that this is really going to affect the business or how long has it affected the business? Because, you know, Social media is so fast. TikTok is so fast. You could, there's been millions of things that, I mean, I can't even keep up with the New York Times anymore, you know? I mean, is this, do you feel like this has been unduly extended or do you think that, you know, this has been going on for much longer than you expected, even after coming out and speaking about this on your own channels? I don't don't have an expectation,
1: Priya. I, I don't know. I don't know how long it's gonna go on. You know, I, I personally, for my own sanity, I don't look at social media. I don't look at TikTok. I don't look at Instagram. I don't look at Facebook. I don't look at any of it because, especially now, um, because uh, it, it, it doesn't, it hasn't necessarily served me. This is not our first, it's served honeypot beautifully. But I am a human being and I'm, you know, and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm uh you know I'm going into this life just like everybody else is. Um, you know, and uh and and, and 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 I feel energy because I'm conscious and aware of it in a real way. And so I I I I can't tell you how long it's gonna go on. You know, our brand is doing well, we're doing very well. Um You know, uh, we're growing still. Our products are moving off the shelf. Everything is going great. There's no complaint there. Um, I'm not in control of people's expectations. I'm not in control of what people want to say and how they want to say it and how they want to feel or don't feel. The only thing that I'm in control of is my damn self. That's it. Right. And, um, you know, and so I think we're going to be fine. I think everything is going to be fine. And I think that you're always going to have people who don't necessarily want to learn or don't want to be educated and want to jump on a bandwagon and don't want to come along the ride with you. You know, you're always going to have people, not everything is going to work for everybody's body. That's just the nature of, of skincare, right?
0: Why do you think this has gotten so much
1: attention?
0: I don't know. There are so many brands out there. There are so many founders. I don't
1: know, sister. I I can't say, you know, this is the second time, um, you know, and and the first time it was a little easier than this time personally for me to deal with. But I I can't tell you why. I don't know. I don't I don't know why we get I don't know. I don't know why Honeypot. Well, I know why Honeypot is held to a standard, which I'm grateful for. But 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 I don't know why. It, it feels like there's this impossible standard that's hard to meet and it and you know and it and it feels like um you know we we're, we're being held to something that not everybody else is being held to which doesn't feel fair but you know shit life isn't fair and 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 people people want what they want and people invest in something, and, and and they and they have an expectation based on what they're investing on, and that's their right, you know. Is does 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 all of this feel fair? No, it doesn't. But that's okay.
0: How much of this, and this is a double-edged sword, I guess. Um, how much of this do you think this has to do with you being a a woman? And also a black woman, you know, I think this, you, I remember you and I had a conversation with Lisa Price years ago and the, the standard that black women have to have, or the expectation that their customers have of them, you know, whether it's black founded or black owned, you know, that conversation goes on and on and on again, in beauty and wellness, you know, do you think that plays a big role here?
1: I don't know how big the role it plays, but it definitely plays a role.
0: What are you focused on now, B? You know, obviously this is a very difficult time and you're here and you're owning up to this conversation. You want to have these conversations with your customers, but you know, you still have to run a business. You're still a founder, you're still CEO, yeah. you're still gotta get things to doors and, that, and, and products sold. That's what we're doing.
1: <laughs> that's what we're doing. We're 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 transitioning from reaction to pro action. And um, you know, and and uh and and as me myself and and the leadership team and just our team all together, we're just here trying to support each other, especially the people that have to read the the terrible things that people say um because that's hard because it's like it's so easy to type something terrible not realizing there's a person on the other end like honeypot's still small like it's not like we have a mess. We don't have hundreds of people working in our organization, still small, you know, and, um, you know, so just making sure that they feel loved and supported and cared for and um, and um, have all the tools that that they need to do what they need to do and making sure that they have a break and they can put it down. And, um, you know, and just we're, we're just running our business, man. Cause we gotta be, we got, we gotta get to it. We can't, there's no stopping, right? Like for a couple of weeks, shit did have to stop, which was hard because we're like, we're, we're growing and, and we're moving and we, we've got budgets to meet. We've got, you know, we've got all kinds of things that we have to do as a company, right? Like, like we can't go under too much has happened Priya. This company literally was born from from a vaginal infection that I had, and 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 me and my brother and this team have you know and 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 not 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 from inception, but every human that has been affiliated with this company has had to give this company everything they got, and we come from nothing, from nothing. We were not even when we raised some money in the beginning. We weren't raising the We weren't raising ridiculous, absurd amounts of money so that we could just throw money at things. That just was not the case, right? And so, you know, so so I think we're we're just getting back to business. We're we're doing what we have to do. We're still serving our our customers. We're still, um, you know, our humans. We're we're still um, we're on it. We're still talking to our retail. We have to keep moving. You know, and um, you know, and I really want want my team, especially the people that were up at all hours of the night and working around the clock. Um, you know, and trying to, like I said, just make sure that they're taken care of and that they're taking a break because these types of things cause trauma in a real way. And um, and 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 I I know. That things leave a deposit. And, and it's really important to me that we support them so they don't take any of this personal and so that so that, you know, so that they can so that they can do their job well and feel like they're doing um, <laughs> like they, like they're serving in the best way.
0: What advice would you give to. Other founders to other people in the world who are starting out or who are later in their careers when this kind of thing could happen, you know, when you become the object of a conversation and and how to move forward.
1: I think it's really important to understand why it happened, to look at all the series of events that led you to whatever that place was. I think that it's very important um, that if there's anything for you to own that you own it and that you be authentic about it. But I also think it is very important to be human, right? It's very important to not try to, um, unless unless that's just authentically where you are. But in my opinion, it's better to be authentic to who you are. If you're vulnerable, if you're emotional, if it's hurting, don't hold that in. You have to let that out. You have to say how you feel. You have to, because it's hard you know you you work so hard to do something and when it when 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 it when people take feel like there's an opposite communication happening you you want so badly to try to prove that that's not the case but it's sometimes it can almost be worse to do that because then it looks like you're being reactive right and and like you're defending something and so trying to find the fine line between not being defensive But owning up, being vulnerable, being responsible, um, I think caring for your team is huge because, you know, as founders and as heads, you know, as the faces of our company, we're not necessarily in the weeds the way that we used to be. Right. And really caring for those people that are in the weeds and making sure that they have all that they need as human beings because at the end of the day if they're not well then they're not going to be able to do their job well. And so, you know, um so I think I think that it's really important to just go in and figure all those things out and 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 be good to yourself, be good to your people, be good to your customers and uh, and do whatever it takes, you know, but whatever you do don't don't be defensive, don't don't be negative, don't clap back, don't um it 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 doesn't do anything, it, and and understand that you just can't. You know, I, I think you know. When I think maybe it was last week or the week before, we were still getting a lot of negative, um, still a lot of negative attention, and I I just told Laura, our CMO, look, you're gonna have to put this shit down. People are just gonna have to feel that way, right? We we can't if we're working really hard to serve, to educate, to do all the things. And we're, and we're and we're putting it all out on the table and if they can't receive that they just can't receive that it's we can't take that on because we have to we, these humans that are reading these messages have to be well they have to be okay right and not only that we have to do our work because we still have so many other humans to serve right and you know and you know and and you just can't be everything for everybody especially if they don't want you to be um, you know, and we can't control what people say. <laughs> all we can control is ourselves. And so, you know, and so I just think that it's really these are the things that I know because I've, I've been I've personally been through this a couple of times. Um, and, and it's and it's very hard because. Um, all of that negative energy, energy is one of the realest things. We don't see it, but it's real. And, um, you know, and, and 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 it can take you down if you're not paying attention and if you're not owning it, if you're not calling it something and if you're not saying that saying how you feel and don't hold it in because that will make it worse. You know, um, so, yeah.
0: B, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability. And I hope you take very, very good care of yourself
1: and your team. I'm working on it. We're working on it. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode. And of course, that means if you haven't subscribed, please hit that button.